Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we figure out how to build products and recover from burnout. I'm Benedict, today is June 1st, 2021, and this is episode number 93. Brian is out uh, today, so I'm joined today by someone else named Ray. Benedict Ray is a software developer from Norway and the founder of POW, the privacy-first menstrual cycle journal. She's taken Build in Public uh, to a new level by live streaming, uh, building the product and just like building software in general on a almost weekly basis. And I've watched some of her live streams. She she recently uh, reviewed UserList in one of her live streams. It's a lot of fun and I figured like I want to learn more about this. So I decided to, to have her on for today's show and uh, learn a bit more about live streaming. Hey, Benedicta. Welcome to the welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Slow and steady. I'm excited. Yes, uh, yeah, that's that, that's the name of the show for sure. Um, <laughs> I decided to have you on today because I wanted to talk about live streaming with you a little bit. Uh, I feel like um, a lot of us are like doing the build in public thing to some degree on Twitter, like just like treating your current metrics or what you're working on today or sharing screenshots. But it feels like you, you've taken all of this to a, another level by just like doing weekly or even two streams, like live streams on YouTube per week, basically building, building a product in public. Yeah, so I kind of a bad day to do this interview since I haven't done any power live streaming in a couple of weeks because I've uh, started to co-host another stream on Friday nights about Gatsby, which is also the tech behind POW. But I did, I guess from Chris or from mid-December until, yeah, like three weeks ago, I guess, I did a weekly uh, first Fridays and then Sunday streams when I was building POW. And I was thinking about doing that still with a Friday stream, but I realized that having a stream on Friday and Sunday means that there really isn't any weekend. And the sun just came out in Oslo, the or in Norway, I guess, but at least in Oslo. And our restaurants and cafes just opened. So I wanted to have more like a summer vacation yeah. weekend. But I'm hoping from like next week, if we two get <laughs> are able to align our schedule, that I will take up the weekly POW stream again, but then do it on a weekday because now mm -hmm. um, I'm not working so much on contract. So then I can do the POW stuff during the week on a day that I like. And also after like being really vigilant with streaming every week for so long, I feel like I have it down a little bit so that I can kind of change up the schedule without dropping the ball completely while in the beginning it was very important for me to have like that weekly sunday 10 o'clock no matter what to just get some progress on pow and also to build that streaming muscle yeah that's a good like you're touching on good points there um uh, i mentioned this uh before we started recording but I, I i have a subscription for one of those live streaming tools i think it's ecamm live or something like that I've paying for it like for two years now, and I've done a total of like two and a half live streams in those two years. And it feels like I should either stop the subscription and never touch it again, or get a little bit more serious about like streaming some of the work I do on on YouTube or so. So my question to you is like, how how did you decide to to do this, and how did you get started? I mean, you part of you you answered part of that question already, but like. 
Yeah, well, that. I'd like that, to hear like the full story. <laughs> this is that. This will be a long story. Like this is story time <laughs> because <laughs> I released the first version, or I released POW in March 2020, and I would say that we pretty much released an MVP, like what we would call an MVP. Like it's very limited in mm -hmm. terms of its functionality. But I had promised a Norwegian newspaper that I would release it on, uh, launch it on March 8th, International Women's Day. So you kind of, this is like part of the story. I promised someone that it would be done by <laughs> March 8th and I get it done by March 8th. Uh, and then my plan was, of course, that spring to like keep on, and I'd been building in public the way that you talked about, like on Twitter, I talked a lot about the app. I talked about whenever I was working on it. I did these like mini live streams, I guess I did a lot of videos just straight to Twitter or straight to Instagram where you kind of talk into the camera and, and just like talk about your thoughts or what you're working on. But I didn't do any coding on live. I've never done any live coding, not in talks, very little pair programming as I am a solo developer and stuff like that. But anyways, back to the story, we released or launched and then the plan was to like keep that momentum going. But as we all know, the pandemic kind of happened. And like for a little while there, there was a lot of like feeling like how much should you kind of like market things while everyone is like trying to grapple with with uh, the pandemic and, and kind of lost a little bit of the momentum. And my plan was obviously then to do a lot of like feature work and like enhance the product that spring. And basically, I just didn't. I started a YouTube channel instead, which is <laughs> not something that I'm kind of proud of because I ended up kind of hiding from POW and not working on POW and making YouTube videos instead. And the YouTube videos were edited. And I did do kind of a start of the monthly status update for POW. I did some edited videos on topics surrounding POW, like how to create a privacy-friendly app and those kinds of topics, but it took so much time to create edited videos that it kind of took my mind and focus away from POW, which I regret. But in the end, all of this led me to the live streaming, which I love. So maybe not bad after all. But then anyways, I did this all through the summer and it felt really good to make videos because that are edited because they're done. Like when you're done, you're done. You can't go back on YouTube and be like, oh, I'm going to upload an enhanced version of this video. Like we do with software. As you very well know, it's never done. So it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. it was very good to have that kind of pressure to just like release things and have it be actually done when you were over with it. And then my good friends in uh, Snooty, they are independent game developers. They have been streaming every weekend for a, a year at least at that point. So now they're, I guess they've been doing it for two years. And I spoke to them at some point during the summer and they were like, but you should do live streaming. Like they were very um, engaged with my videos and were good at leaving comments. And we had a little talk and it's like, you should do live streaming. And I'm like, I can't do live streaming. Like I can't code live. I mean, that is the most scariest thing I've ever heard of. Like, it's insane. And then I was like, but Benedicta, you don't not do things because you're scared. Like that is a shit reason not to do, not to do it. If you have any other good reasons, then you should just do it. So I talked to them and they gave me some pointers and I was just like, I'm going to do it. And also to kind of get me back in the game of working on POW every single week after kind of dropping that ball for, for too long, I thought. So that's when I started doing the Friday streams and Again, I then went on Twitter and promised everybody I would be doing live streams every Friday. And then I did um, until 
yeah, until December. And then I didn't work on POW, but I did the Gatsby challenge. And then after Christmas, I moved it to Sundays. And then I did every week on POW work again. So I guess that's a long-winded story of how this, but it's all, it's Snooty's fault. Because <laughs> 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 they were like, you should do live streaming. You have the energy for live streaming. You should do them. And I did them. And yeah, I forgot to say that, but I just really enjoy it. I like think it's so much fun to work on stream, especially as a solo developer. It's really nice to have people comment and suggest or at least just be there. And it's also really good talking out loud, you know, through your problems. We all know we should do this as developers, like rubber ducking, I guess is our, mm-hmm. our term where you're supposed to pretend you're talking to a rubber duck or have an actual rubber duck on your desk and then talk to that rubber duck. But you never do, though. Like, you you don't sit alone in your... At least I don't. I don't sit alone and, like, talk through whatever inanimate object I have. But then clicking record or going live, you just kind of have to talk through everything because otherwise the stream is really uninteresting, boring. (laughs) So, uh, and then having people... Even if it's just like two people or one person in the chat, just say like, hey, you know, good solution, or maybe you should think about this. It just really, I get very motivated by it. And then when I leave the stream, I have more energy to put into POW than I had before the stream. Because you could get, yeah. That's a good result, I guess. Like, uh, I wonder, like... Maybe it depends on your personality and maybe some people are like more drained after the stream than they are uh, otherwise. But like if it if it turns out like this for you, where like more energy after after doing the thing in public, that's I guess that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah. So for me, so that's why like and so I stopped all my edited videos and I just do everything live because I enjoy it. I you don't have to do any editing, which means that it takes mm-hmm. just the time that it takes to to be live. Um and most of the things, like even the POW status updates that could, like they could benefit from being edited, but but like I am not a big company and the people who are interested can then watch my POW status updates live on double speed the next day if they want to have like the quick version of it. Or they could join me live and actually be in the chat and you get more of that community feeling. But definitely, I've spoken to people. I'm in the community blogging for devs, and there are some people there who have tested out live streaming who do who has the, like the exact opposite. Like they hated it. They felt it was mm-hmm. awful. They were, you know, I was nervous, of course, the first times, and I was like, the first time I was like sweating, and I was like, this is just. And I, I went on 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 the stream, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like this is like I'm so like I'm scared. I don't know. You know, people were so nice, and then at the end of it, I was like, oh, I came out of it with energy. Uh, but then, as I've said, said, or some people in that stream, or in, I mean, in that community, like they had the exact opposite experience where they mm-hmm. hated yeah. it. They felt drained. Like they, I think they took down the live stream straight after because they felt it wasn't good enough, or it was yeah, they just didn't like the experience. And I think that's something I've learned. Like I keep saying I'm so old. I'm not that old. I'm soon 40. But I feel like it's one of those things you have to just test a lot of different things. And there's so many ways to market what you're doing. And if you end up testing things, you can maybe choose the marketing avenues that don't drain you too much. So writing for me is really hard. Like I still, I can get, if I do it, I can get some good results, but it just takes so much energy for me to write even um 
write blog posts, it takes a lot of energy and it takes a lot of time. But then for live streaming, it doesn't really take any time and it doesn't take any energy. So I could do more of that. I still need to write because, you know, <laughs> we need to write our landing pages and our newsletters and our yeah, blogs yeah. and you know about newsletters. But um, then maybe I won't ever, you know, blog daily, but I could probably at some point do like 30 days of live streaming daily. You know, I could mm -hmm. do that challenge. But I would never do the kind of blog daily challenge. So you just have to figure yeah. out what works for you and do, and then focus on the things that you really enjoy that could move the needle and then still do the other things, but maybe don't focus on that as your like main marketing mm -hmm. avenues, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You touched so on a couple of points already. For me. <laughs> <laughs> or not. <laughs> <laughs> so you touched on a couple of points there. Um, one thing I wanna I wanna ask is like, how did you settle on the format? Like, it feels like like the, most of the live streams you do are like an hour or so, and then you wrap up and uh, call it a day. Whereas, like, if you look at uh, the, like checked out Twitch recently for like programming related live streams, and they keep on going for hours and hours and hours and hours and. Um, What made you decide to do like the, the hour-long snippets versus just a full day of live streaming, whatever you do? Well, now you're getting me on like, maybe I should do a full day of live streaming. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I say I have energy coming out of it, but it is, um, it's taxing talking out loud. So the way I do it is that I basically talk the whole time. So I'm really good at talk i can drone on like i can talk and talk and talk um it's one of my superpowers uh but anyway so that's kind of the format of the stream but you can't really not even i could do like six hours of continuous speaking i think a lot of the people who live code for six hours i don't know exactly because i haven't seen this but i would guess if you do it for a full day there's a lot of the time where you're just coding and you have some music on And people can like kind of hang out with you. Maybe they're also working. So it would be more of that kind of co-working stream thing. Um, but what I needed was like talking through problems. So then an hour felt good. And also so that the people can like know what to expect. So they can come in hopefully at the beginning and get a gist of what I'm trying to solve and then be a part of trying to solve that. But knowing that if they join like it won't suddenly be four hours and then you have feel like you have to like leave in the middle of something. Um, and I think also I talked to, this is one of the things I talked to Snooty about, and I think they now do two hours most weekends, but they also said like, start with an hour because you know, you might need to have that break after um, an hour mm -hmm. of, of being like receptive and, and talking to, to, um, to the audience. And also, since I do it in that way, it's pretty slow. Like for, if you, so the other stream I now have on Fridays where we are four people and we also banter a lot. I think we estimate that most of the stuff we do takes about 10 minutes, 10 to 20 minutes if we were going to do it by ourselves, but doing it on stream, it takes like an hour and sometimes an hour and 20 minutes. So if you're doing live streaming as I'm doing for my own product, I actually also need to produce more than I produce in a live stream. 
But it's good for me, as I said, with that like energy boost. And after the stream, I often get a lot of new ideas and and both feature ideas, but also ideas on how I can solve what I'm working on. So then when I sit down the next time, like I have a lot more um, kind of not not knowledge, but I know more about what I want to do and I can bring that into my next coding session. And I usually take a break. Like I don't keep on coding after the stream. Um, on Sundays, we usually have family time after that when I've had the Sunday streams. Um, but it gives me that energy going into the next week. Mm-hmm. I guess so why an pick- hour? Just because. <laughs> the short answer. Okay, why yeah, an yeah, hour if you yeah. want to cut that in? So why an hour? Because. <laughs> That's how it how it went. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, totally makes sense. Um, how do you come up with... Um, with topics or things to work on, because you mentioned like for for the Friday streams, it's like a ten minute problem, and then you do a live stream on that. Is it like do you deliberately pick problems that are like self contained, or are you also like trying to just like solve a tackle a big thing and be fine with not being able to finish it within the hour or so? So for the pal streams, I've done. Both I've done these exploratory streams, and those are the the ones who do best in terms of like viewership after the fact. So I've done the one on user list where I explore user list for an hour and didn't really like ship anything, but I saw that it had the features I needed. We did some coding and like I figured out that okay, this is what I want to use. So that was an exploratory one. I've done that with a couple of topics, and those people search for those kinds of topics on YouTube so then they can Mm -hmm. land on these videos. But I've also done videos for POW where I've just been working on like a part of a bigger problem and you don't, it's like hard for the people watching to get the full like feature of what I'm doing, but just because I needed, if it's something I maybe had postponed, you know, things that I know I should do, but I never do the things I procrastinate on, if I then schedule that as a stream, then it's easier for me to be like, okay, at least I'm going to work on this for that hour. I'm going to talk out loud about it for that hour. It might not benefit anybody else, but it benefits me and it benefits my product. Mm -hmm. But for the Friday streams, which is a completely different stream, which is more of a show. So it's uh, Gatsby Deep Dives with Queen Ray, which is me, and the Natrum Hub Pirates. And there we are trying to like build out a site and we try to do it in kind of the manner we would have done it if this was a client project, but just for, it's going to take a lot longer because as I said, about (laughs) 10 to 20 minutes of work is actually being done in each stream. So that is more of a kind of educational stream while my POW streams are for me mostly and to, Mm -hmm. to make sure that I do the work that I need to do for POW. So it's like external motivation uh, to to get stuff done. (laughs) It is absolutely external motivations to get things done. And it's just one of those things that I've I've understood that I need and that I now accept and don't try to fix uh, about myself. So then I use that knowledge and I do set these external expectations Mm -hmm. to get things that I want to do, want to get done. Uh, done because I cannot rely on my inner expectations. Unfortunately, I'm not that kind of a person and I just had to realize that. And then I try my best to work around it. Yeah. I know the feeling that sometimes works for me as well. Um, Mm. 
besides like the external motivations, did you see any other like upsides from from doing this, uh, from doing these live streams every week or in general? I that there's some. It's something I can share on Twitter, for instance. Like it's it's in addition to sharing, like you said, screenshots or like numbers or something like that. You can share these streams, and people see that things are happening. So even if they're not watching my streams, I still feel like I get a get some credibility because I'm doing live streams. Like a lot of people are like, wow, like I would never do that. Just like I was before I started, I was like, this is, you know, um, super people who like code and talk and it's live and it's like, who are they? Uh, so you get some kind of like cred from the community doing that. And <laughs> it is like good for, for me and, and pow and you know, that they, they like that or they kind of look up to, um, look up to the live streaming. Um, and just to have, yeah, have something consistently that kind of shows up. And I can see in periods where there are more things happening on Twitter or like happening on live with live my live streams, like more things happening with POW, I do get more signups. I haven't like really looked into this like specifically, but I have, I, I kind of can see it anecdotally at least that when I am vigilant with my live streaming, um, I do get some more signups. Uh, I guess it's just, yeah, that kind of like brand recognition, like people see it again and again and again. Um, if you have something to talk about, right? Because there's not always, yeah, yeah. you know, you've been working for a month on your SaaS and like you don't have at least me some months. It's not really that much exciting news that I could share with like MRRs or like AI, whatever, you know, the people are sharing yeah. on Twitter. But um, if I have the streams, then at least like some things have been um, showing up in, in people's feeds. And I also mm -hmm. share them sometimes to LinkedIn or to Facebook. I have a lot of developer friends. Um, so that I can get, I don't do everyone on LinkedIn and, and Facebook, but I do some. And then I, yeah, there's, it's content that I can share instead of then sitting down and writing a blog post that I then have to <laughs> share as we talked about. <laughs> yeah, not my yeah, yeah. Suit, right? So it's the way to be on people's people's minds without me overworking myself i guess is mm -hmm. yeah yeah you produce some content while also getting some other work done right yes i guess it's a so I, somebody i think it's a i heard it first from uh jonathan stark and he called it like sawdust like content that are just the sawdust that comes off of the work that you're doing. So if you're doing carpentry, there's always sawdust and maybe mm -hmm. you could do something with that sawdust. And I'm guessing li and live streaming is a form of sawdust uh, content. So That's it would a good also, way to think about it. Yeah, also like if, if you at the end of the day write a little blog post about some technical challenge you've had, like that would also be sawdust if that didn't, if that was something that you could do maybe in 30 minutes at the end of the workday. Like that's also a good kind of sawdust content uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. approach. Yeah. Um, cool. So in, in addition to like upsides, did you see any downsides? I suppose not because you're still doing it. <laughs> I just love kudos. it so much. <laughs> well, um, having two, as I said, I had two streams in one weekend. This maybe <laughs> was like, maybe not my um, like best scheduling uh, so ended up not doing the the pow live streams for a couple of weeks but i also some regards i think that's 
fine. Like, I mean, in this for, for the long run with POW and there will be times where I'm focused more on POW and there will be times when I'm focused less on POW. So my goal is to keep circling back to having POW focus on, on POW and just realizing I'm one of those people again that I guess most people are. No, no, not everyone. I have I have friends who are not, but I'm one of those people, people who lose focus. But then instead of making that into like, I'm a failure kind of thing, just like circle back to it, start up the stream again um, and not be like, oh, sorry, I haven't streamed in four weeks because most likely nobody has really noticed or cares. So just like get back on there and like start again. So that's my plan for June. And uh, But other downsides. Well, I did. <laughs> I did. Expose my credit card on stream when signing up for user list. So that Oops. was <laughs> whoops. And I didn't want to take the stream down because it was such a good stream. So I ended up having to cancel, which then led me to having to update my credit card on all the services because this is my business credit card. But that led me to unsubscribing from a lot of services so that in the end it ended up <laughs> saving me money. Uh, but there's things that you learn with live streaming and I guess some things you, I shouldn't have had to learn live on stream, like exposing your credit card, but I did and I won't do that again. And you learn to be more vigilant about taking things off screen. And I had taken it off screen, but then I just had it back on screen because before the numbers went away. Mm -hmm. So... I was be I felt I was being vigilant and then I wasn't because I was very excited to get to the next step. So uh, that's a potential downside. Other than that, I've only had friendly comments. I haven't had any issues with, you know, people being stupid or annoying or anything like that. I don't have a huge following, which probably helps uh, in that regard. <laughs> um, yeah, so I wouldn't say any downsides. No, no. Mm. Not That's good to hear. <laughs> um, besides like moving sensitive content off screen, is there anything else uh, you learned and that you're willing to share? Like some tips and tricks? Just, I know it's hard to say what, because I obviously have learned things. I'm so bad at like, I need to write these things down <laughs> while I go. Um, <laughs> I feel like what I was really scared of was like feeling stupid on screen or like showing the world that I was not a good developer or like those kinds of fears. And I don't know what people out there think when they look at my streams. Like I do so much weird stuff, uh, but I'm also at a point in my career where I'm like, it doesn't really matter if you think I'm a good developer or not, because, you know, I have the work that I need and like I'm doing POW, like I don't need other people to think I'm a good developer. And it was really nice going on stream and kind of realizing that I was that comfortable with kind of my skill level or the way I code. Um but I don't know if that's something I learned, but it's like, you just have to try, <laughs> I guess. Um, and if you mess up, that's the kind of maybe that, like you can mess up, you just mess up. And then you're like, oh, I messed up. Or you're like, oh, there was my credit card. Let's, you know, cancel that credit card. <laughs> or um, it's, it's, that's the kind of the beauty of live. It's like, you can't go back and spend time fixing it. It's like, it happened. It, you just have to kind of own it. And that, is super scary in the beginning. And as I said, some people don't get past that in kind of 
fair or they don't like it or I guess if you're if you're yeah and if you don't like talking out loud to nobody because you're basically talking to nobody you're sitting in your house but I know there's audience um mm -hmm. but also sometimes there is no audience and you can see like there's nobody viewing but if somebody views this after the fact you kind of need to pretend that there's still somebody viewing <laughs> um but for me again that was like a benefit that I actually get to talk through my my um my features or my problems so but what did I learn yeah well, I could say that it's addictive for the people who like it. It's very addictive. Like now I want to do everything on stream, but you know, you <laughs> got to do your, um, your work in addition to streaming and you buy shit. Like I have now a microphone, I have a streaming light, <laughs> I have an external screen so that I can have two screens. Uh, so mm -hmm. it's, it's an expensive hobby. Yeah. That, that leads me to my next question. Like, what do you feel like? is needed to get started other than of course a computer and maybe maybe a webcam yeah i started with just my laptop i've always just coded on my laptop because i've you know held on to that notion that i am a digital nomad even though i don't execute on that it's like i can <laughs> but i could the feeling that i could go anywhere with my laptop and keep doing what i was doing so i just started with my uh, laptop. I did like a test stream with just a laptop camera, but then I decided I wanted an external um, camera. So I got one of those like Logitech, the cheapest streaming cameras. And that's the one I'm using, still using. But I just started with the microphone on on my headphones, which is not really good at all. So I've really had that mindset that I'm not going to buy equipment before I've actually done this for a while and seen if this is something for me, because I've seen people can get, you know, carried away with the equipment and I was not going to do that. But after streaming for a couple of weeks, I got it, got it. <laughs> I did get, <laughs> I did get a little, um, crazy with the equipment no i actually had an external no, that's true i had an external microphone because it was sent to me by gatsby when i did a talk for them for one of their digital conferences so i did have an external microphone but it was on the table so every everyone could hear me typing so now mm -hmm. i have one of these microphones with like a microphone arm that so that you don't hear everything happening on the desk you know because it was like coming back through the through the uh, microphone base I could probably have done something. I like put it on a book or yeah, but I got an Elgato, one of those like really nice looking microphones. Um, but I didn't do that until March 8th of this year as a POW birthday present for myself. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, I figure like, yeah, like one thing that makes this appealing, the whole live stream thing appealing is that I can buy a lot of nice gear for it. <laughs> yeah, and this was the year for it though, because I mean, we all needed to look better on video conferences anyway because we've been on them a yeah. lot more so in that regard is a kind of i needed it for both use cases but what i would say when i started i so i use Streamyard, which is one of the like simplest ways to do streaming it's um it's just a browser link and then you go in there mm -hmm. and you can start streaming and what was nice about that as we're in in uh, or most people, I think a lot of people use OBS where you can have like multiple scenes and you can have multiple inputs and stuff like that. But since I only had my laptop, I 
with StreamYard, I could then have the controls on my phone because I could just go into the same URL from my phone and my laptop. So when I was streaming, I could then just have the code on my laptop. And then I did kind of the, uh, I looked at the chat and did the kind of controls between the different scenes. Like, should it just be me or should it be me and the code? I could do that on the um, my phone. And then later I borrowed my mom's iPad to just, do that part so so that made it easier um but you could just do your laptop as well but i and i just stuck to Streamyard because again <laughs> i've seen the people who go with obs then spend all their time coding plugins for obs which you can do <laughs> so that if somebody says something in chat like things can happen on screen and i mean that it looks super cool but i know that if i go down that route i will not work on pow i will be coding OBS overlays, which is like, it does not help yeah. my product. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, well, unless, unless you pivot and just like create o uh, OBS overlays as a business, which is apparently a thing. Like, or I've if I become a, like a full-time streamer, then of course that would yeah. be, <laughs> that would be a valid way. That's no, so I've been very vigil vigilant of, of keeping the setup very simple so that I spend time on coding and not like all the stuff surrounding the streaming yeah yeah okay so like what does your setup look like today like after a little bit over a year of doing this yeah so i am now an elgato fan because their things just look really nice and my office is yeah. part of my living room so i have the elgato shockwave three or something the latest elgato mic and then mm -hmm. I have the uh, Elgato Streaming Lite, Lite, <laughs> which is the small, kind of the slim version of their streaming mm -hmm. lights. And it is actually way too bright. I have it always set to the lowest setting. So that wasn't probably needed, but um, it's very nice. And then <laughs> I have this like big light from Ikea that we needed in the living room anyways, that just lights up my ceiling so that I get proper lighting in the room kind of like mm -hmm. yeah so i feel like microphone and lighting like yeah it's it's like light microphone first as everybody says like the audio quality is the most important especially when you're live coding you're usually like the video of you is like a tiny square mm. um and yeah. the code is the big square so it doesn't really have to be super perfect uh, but after then the audio, it's nice to get some proper lights so that people can see you properly uh, and you can get super fancy with that. Uh, and after that, I guess my next purchase will be because when I started, I didn't really know anything. So I just got the Log Logitech stream something and I've now realized it's 1080p and not 4K and you're like you want 4K. <laughs> <laughs> which is a higher resolution so i'm gonna try and upgrade well, like them. the tiny square in the corner <laughs> yeah for the tiny square yeah because paul who is on the my my gatsby show he got the logitech 4k and he looks so much better than me now in his tiny square so i am <laughs> a little jealous but but then again maybe i don't want all my wrinkles in 4k we'll see <laughs> we'll see <laughs> I'm not allowed to buy it until like some other fun milestone. Yeah, I guess that's a good way to to approach it. Like set milestones, and once they reach it, once mm -hmm. you reach them, like uh, reward yourself with a little upgrade. Mm. 
So one more question, maybe. We talked a little bit about Twitch earlier, but you mentioned you're only streaming on YouTube. So is there a reason for it? Or so, yeah, did that, it just happen? The reason for that is that long-winded story about how I started streaming, which is that I actually didn't start streaming. I started a YouTube channel to distract myself from the pandemic and also from POW because... I don't know why, yeah. but I started on YouTube. And I think when I started streaming, I thought I just wanted to keep everything in one place because I've had too many social media accounts before. It's easier to just focus on a few. I also really like with YouTube is that things are then published and are available there forever. And people can search for, for instance, user list and then land on our exploration of user list and actually get some questions answered. Since I'm doing those streams that are usually an hour and have a topic, then they could be interesting for people um, to watch in the future. So I yeah. decided then to just do YouTube. And that was a little bit also, I talked to Snooty about streaming because I'm using StreamYard. I could just stream to YouTube and Twitch and Periscope and Facebook Live if I wanted mm -hmm. to, but they talked about how it's good to keep the conversation in one place. So if if you do broadcast to several locations, then some people will only see half the conversation in the chat. And when mm. you're streaming, that kind of community feeling in the chat is a big part of the streaming. So I then decided, okay, I'm already on YouTube. I'll just do YouTube. And then I also stream to Periscope because then you get uh, like a nice video on Twitter. But then, but I try in that tweet to say that the quality and conversation is better on YouTube. And then all my comments and everything is YouTube, kind of YouTube chat and not the Periscope kind of chat, which is weird anyway. Um, but I see <laughs> <laughs> that and I see like a lot of people on, on Twitch end up exporting their videos and then putting them on YouTube as an archive. Because I think mm. on Twitch, they since I'm not a Twitch user, um, I think they get removed after some time, which for some streams are like maybe good. Like if you're doing these like six hour streams that we talked about, maybe like they shouldn't be, <laughs> be there forever. Um, but with YouTube and since I also maybe in the future want to do more, more educational type content, it's nice to just keep everyone on YouTube. The really bad thing about YouTube, though, is that their notification is so bad. Like, I've, I don't think people even receive them. So you say you want to be notified when somebody goes live, and it seems like it just doesn't, or like, do it after the fact. It's, it's super weird. Like, it's, it's not good at all. Mm. While I see that I've caught some streams on Twitch because the Twitch app is so good at notifying. So if I'm sitting down at night doing some like admin work and I see, oh, so-and-so is doing a stream on Twitch, like I'll jump over and and like have that in the background while I'm doing my admin work, which is something that I'm then losing out on on YouTube. So that's a mm. consideration and a trade-off. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. I've not, not, not a big Twitch user either just like try, decided to explore it a little bit last week but yeah it's an it's a entirely different world they it is and people stream all kinds of things and also for a while you couldn't live stream on YouTube so you kind of had to do that on Twitch mm -hmm. while now I also see I also think that some of the videos that I'm making then by using the live feature 
it seems like YouTube is kind of promoting them a little bit because they they're trying to, you know, steal from Twitch. Mm. You know, we can also do live streaming. Um, so that and also if there's a lot of com, I think if there's a lot of chat, like a lot of activity while you're live streaming, like YouTube then thinks that your video is like better because there has been a lot of <laughs> activity yeah. and engagement and those um, sorts yeah. of of things. Uh, but even on YouTube, I've seen there is this one lady who's a student. She has like study with me and those streams are six and eight hours. And they, I don't know the number, like I'm so bad at remembering numbers, but the numbers, like the views she has on study with me, it's just insane. And she basically sits in her dorm room or her apartment and studies with the camera that films her a little bit from the side. And she just studies. Uh, and then I think what she, what the appeal is that everybody else is also then studying and that it's become like a community around that where they're mm. studying together. And she has some sort of bot now where you can like log that you're also studying so that you get like kind of a competition element, like who's studying the most hours or there's some kind of mm. like, I haven't really fully explored it, but that's super interesting. And also when you were saying, yeah, I could code, like I could live stream for six six hours and call it like co-working you know in the pandemic where everybody's sitting <laughs> at home um and then i could have guests on to like say what they've done uh, since it's so easy to have guests on so it's streamyard so there's many possibilities yeah yeah nice yeah there's a lot of things to do in the future <laughs> so yeah cool when when's your next live stream so my next live stream will be friday night at eight o'clock central european time and that will be gatsby deep dives with me queen ray and the natomob pirates and then you and i are streaming on monday at 10 o'clock central european time and we will be implementing user list for pow Woohoo! yeah Woo. i hope pow, 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 I, uh, which is my intro I, for I, my pow <laughs> videos <laughs> User list, user list, user list. <laughs> that doesn't work so well. It doesn't work so well, does it? <laughs> and then on the Tuesday after that, I am due for another POW status update, which I usually do at 8 o'clock Central European time. But I have a conflict since Gatsby has its a summer camp um, conference. And then we have been thinking about making a watch party, but I can't both be at the watch party and do the POW lives update stream. So I might make an edited POW update for that Tuesday. We'll see. See how much <laughs> time challenges. I have. The challenges. The challenges. With calendars. <laughs> yeah, challenges with Oh, one of the, so I got an email from one of POW's user from the West Coast of America. And she's like, well, I'm trying to log and it ends up being logged yesterday. And then when I open it and save it again, it's saved to the day before that. And it just keeps on going. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I went in and I had managed to mess up the time zones, obviously. Um, and yeah. I, most of my customers are in, in Europe. So I, that hasn't like been nobody's had that bug before i got users on the west coast or i probably some people it's probably been the problem for other people who just never reported it but then she reported it and i managed to fix it in like an hour but the problem is what was the problem it's the the browser does there's something with the like the browser ads 
time zones. Mm-hmm. If like the new date, uh, I thought that the new date would be in the UTC, but it's in your time zone or the other way around. Like one of those dates, like the native date functions will give will be handled in the user's time zone but one of the other functions from the same library will be in utc so i used like both of those yeah. functions and then it like kept on competing for the time zone so yeah. i'm gonna have lots Those of fun. fun yes i'm gonna have lots of fun going forward with um calendar the calendar stuff since i've chosen that as my uh, <laughs> my product <laughs> Yeah, cool. So um, to wrap up, uh, where can people find Pow and uh, you and all your live streams? <laughs> so um, you can find Pow on usepow.app. And then I am at Ray on Twitter and my YouTube channel is Ray Codes. Nice, cool. Thank you. Um, yeah. Then it was good having you on. I think I learned a lot. I hope the audience uh, did as well. And yeah. I'm looking forward to live streaming with you next Monday. It's not, yeah, it's for, it's the first Monday. It's not the next because that would be, wouldn't, I don't know how that is in English, but well, at least well, in the region, yeah. next is like in a week, in two weeks, but the first, first coming. Right? I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to streaming with you. <laughs> with you one monday in the future and if you're listening to it afterwards then one monday in the past so. <laughs> one monday in the past and it and it will all be there on youtube since it is archived so even if you're looking this i mean even if you're listening to this in the far future it will still be there if we haven't done anything ridiculous on stream which make <laughs> like exposing my which credit might card happen. again we, we, we <laughs> <laughs> which might have we, we never know right we never know um i'm a little sad though that i didn't get to hear everything that was happening because i did listen to slow and steady before coming on so i thought i would be here all about what you've been up to the last week <laughs> but i guess i'll have to listen to the next episode of slow and steady yeah, probably. And then you will also hear about Brian's uh, road trip because I think yeah. he's on in the car driving right now. <laughs> he's in the car driving, yeah. Because I, I felt like when you asked me, I was like, this is the perfect podcast name because this is what I've been reminding myself of the last, I guess, at least almost year that's slow and steady. Like, pow, we're doing it slow and steady. It's going to take time, but it's going to be good. We're not going to burn out on this. We're just going to do it one step at a time, slow and steady. Um, so I really like the name of your podcast and I will definitely Thanks. keep listening. Yeah, that's the spirit. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And yeah, see you sometime in the future for the live stream. <laughs>